0: Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. wow What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck?
1: With Mark Marin.
0: Okay, let's do this. How are you, what the fuck, buddies? What the fuckers? What the fuck, nicks? What the fuck-ineers? What the fuck a Whatever the fuck you want to call yourself, I'm glad you're here. I am Mark Maron. This is WTF. On the show today, A.D. Miles. Uh, I caught up with A.D. Miles, who is the head writer for the Jimmy Fallon Show. He's also been around for a bit, and you know he did some things with the state. He did some things uh, you know, on his own uh, as a stand-up and sketch performer, but now he's the head writer of the Jimmy Fallon Show. And I caught up with him backstage at the Eugene Merman Comedy Fest in Brooklyn a while back. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to 80 miles, and then towards the end of that is a special appearance by Bobby Tisdale, a writer on the Jimmy Fallon show, but also a uh, a good friend of 80 miles. So it was sort of a surprise encounter, a little improvisational work there on behalf of the two of them that didn't expect this to happen. But first, let's talk about Thanksgiving because today is Thanksgiving. As you download this, as you listen to this, I am probably in a panic trying to organize a Thanksgiving dinner for upwards of 20 people, and as I do that. I'm not only worrying about what I'm cooking, but I'm probably trying to make it as impressive as possible. See, in my mind, the control freak nature of preparing food on some level, it, this is for me that I really take full control as much as I can of the kitchen on Thanksgiving dinner. And, and this is to be giving and to and to uh, to feed people and to uh, to enjoy that process. But it is also to make it all about me. And that is not really the nature or the, the essence of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, for me, is Mark making it all about Mark and presenting all this food so they will say good things to Mark and make him feel like it's Mark's day. But it isn't Mark's day. It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Now, historically, you know the story, give or take uh, Indians, uh, pilgrims, uh, meal, uh, you know, which eventually led to uh, the the killing of most of the Indians. But that was a little farther down the pike. But but nonetheless, I mean, if you were to put it historically, uh, it didn't it didn't turn out well for the Indians. And we learned of the bounty and, and how to live off the land a bit there. But uh, we certainly exploited that and uh, took advantage of the situation. Let's talk about Thanksgiving in, in the way of gratitude, uh, thankfulness. Uh, these are emotions and, and uh, behaviors that are somewhat alien to me. But I find that if I try to engage in them, that I feel better, but it's sort of frightening. As you know from listening to this podcast for a while, I've been through my share of shit, certainly no different than anyone else's shit. And, uh, you know, sometimes yeah, I'm a lot better off than, than a lot of other people, and we've all had our problems. But a lot of times, for me, it's just impossible for me to take a minute and and be thankful for anything because I'm too busy worrying about the future. I'm too busy wondering where I'm gonna get my next thing. Is everything gonna work out? Am I ever gonna make a living? Uh, am I gonna fuck up my relationship? Am I gonna get cancer? Yeah, it, you know, is this is this turkey gonna to be too dry? It can be very simple. But if your brain is wired like mine, all you're doing is thinking about what's next, or how you're gonna get fucked, or what's gonna happen, or or why is it better for you, where I think if we take this moment, and this is an old trick, and, and look around and try to figure out at least the few things, at the very least, we can all find a few things that we're grateful for and that we're thankful for. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm I'm trying to figure out mine right now because it is Thanksgiving, and I know a lot of you are with your family, which is a problem for most of us, those of you who it's not a problem for and are just excited as hell to be around your family, well, you're gifted, just know that. You know, on one level, I'm I'm fortunate both my parents are alive. Uh, I'm also fortunate that they don't live in the same house together. Uh, I'm also fortunate that they live far enough away that I don't have to see them constantly. I'm also fortunate that they're both somewhat selfish and are are fairly preoccupied with their own lives and and not, you know, pushing themselves into mine. But there are some days where they drive me nuts. But so now we're all spending the day with these families that we have. If you're fortunate, maybe you're not. But is there a way that we can be grateful for the fact that we have this family. I don't know. Is there? That's on you to decide. Uh, as annoying as my family gets, I'm really going to try to to look at this day as something great in, in the sense that they're all here, we're all crazy, uh, but this is what I have. This is the hand I've been dealt. These are the people that that made me. These are the people that surround me in my life on this level. Is there something good about it? Yes, because without them, I would not be me. And a lot of times I don't want to be me, but I've learned how not to blame them. Does that make any sense? What else do I have to be grateful for? Well, this podcast, I guess that's really one I want to get to on, uh, on some levels. I want to thank all of you listeners for enjoying the show, for turning my life around. I could not uh, be where I am now without you guys. And, and literally a little over a year ago, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I was at the end of my rope. I was poorly managed. I uh, I couldn't get work as a comedian. I, I just lost a job. I'd gone through a divorce. Literally, I was sitting around thinking, I know I'm going to have to kill myself. I just don't know when I'm going to do it. it. You know, it might be sooner than later. I'm not sure, but I don't see any other way out of this because there was so much pride involved in how I was feeling in that I felt like a complete failure and I was at the end of my rope and I didn't know what to do next. Granted, some of that may have been self-pity. But out of pure will and desperation, uh, Brendan and I created this podcast, and we're, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that you like it, and I'm thrilled that I like it, and I'm thrilled that it's getting out there, because I guess what I'm saying is, is I'm grateful to all of you on this day of Thanksgiving, because I don't know what the fuck would have happened if this didn't happen. Also, I, I'm, I'm happy and grateful to, uh, to be alive and i rarely take you know a few minutes to really realize that cuz i'm too much you know, i'm just festering with everything i you know i'm i'm constantly on the computer i'm constantly running around i'm constantly shoving shit in my mouth uh, because i 'm compulsive uh, i 'm constantly you know making tension and difficulties with the the woman i 'm seeing i 'm constantly uh, you, know, you know in and out of resentment towards people uh, because of of what I think should happen and i 've decided and and i don 't know if it really holds, but i 've decided that the absolute opposite of gratitude is malignant entitlement where 's mine? How come? When is it going to happen? This sucks. I deserve more. Poor me, blah, blah, blah. And believe me, I feel those things. All I know is that, and you guys have been there for this, and and you have helped me through this, is that over the last year or so since I've been doing this show, I've seen tangible changes in my life and in my disposition about things. And I believe that they're better. Don't don't worry, I'm not happy, but I do have some some sense of, of contentment and appreciation. Occasionally, and the definition of grateful is one, there's the first definition, A, appreciative of benefits received, B, expressing gratitude. That's what I'm doing right now. Thank you. And two, affording pleasure or contentment. That's the first definition under two. And B, pleasing by reason of comfort supplied or discomfort alleviated. Those, I think, are are, are open to interpretation because certainly I can feel pleased by reason of comfort supply or discomfort alleviated by completely uh, inappropriate things and compulsive behavior. So I, I, I think that's a little broad. But certainly the first definition is I, I do appreciate uh, you you all listening and supporting the show. And I am grateful for that. Now, just know, as you're listening to this, I'm probably you know arguing with my mother about what uh, she thinks I should cook or shouldn't cook. Briefly, I'm probably you know screaming about the poor quality of the knives in her kitchen, and I'm probably uh, you know fairly irritated uh, with her boyfriend John, who uh, is you know bouncing around uh, the room right now, you know complaining and. And uh, and uh, talking a lot about God knows what and all of this, uh, mind you, will be to a bebop or jazz soundtrack, which John plays constantly. And there's nothing more uh, exciting, I think, really, than just an improvisational bebop soundtrack to, uh, you know, petty arguments about food and, you know, whether or not we should set up lights uh, is it too buggy outside? You know, what are we going to put the stuffing in? All of that to do. <whats> Why the hell are these knives like this? <whats> so, Brendan, if you could, oh, can we get a uh, you know a nice sort of uh, you know bebop backdrop riff, no vocals, and uh, and let's let's lay down some of that uh, improvisational arguing that I'm going to do right now. Mom, Mom, why you didn't get the fucking knives? You didn't get the fucking knives, you know, sharpened at all. I mean, have you even used these knives since last year? Mom, where's that thing that I put the stuffing in? Mom, where's the where's the fucking meat thermometer I bought last year? Did you throw it away? Mom, Mom, don't throw away the butter. I know you're afraid of it, but don't throw away the butter. It's for everybody else. It's not all about you. It's about me this year. No, it's about thankfulness. What the... John, just... Look, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. I'm on top of it. Jessica, Jessica. Are you cutting those onions? Are they done yet? Are they done yet? Because I want to mix it. God damn it. God damn it. All right, you think the turkey's done? Do you think the turkey's done? The thing popped up. I don't know. Can we trust the thing? I don't want to cut into this and see blood. That'll fuck everything up. Let's just leave it in for a few more minutes. Oh fuck! Then what if it's going to be? What if it's dry? Then everything's fucking ruined. Oh, those sweet potatoes are good. Oh, these are fucking excellent. It's like it's like eating it's like eating a dessert with the main. Oh, this is excellent. Oh, this turkey came out perfectly. Oh, look at that! Everything's almost gone. Oh, I'm full. It's just a sweet birthday. Happy Thanksgiving. This is the big payoff for me, A.D. Miles, head writer of The Jimmy Fallon Show, who I knew as a child, Yep. doing stand-up puppetry.
2: Yeah, I did a little puppetry in the beginning because I wanted to make money. And then I was like, I can't even
0: remember when I first started seeing you, but you had round glasses... Your yeah. your hair was curlier. I had curlier hair, you had were t- rounder glasses. You oh were no. 12. Yep. And you were hanging around the alternative comedy places Trying Bobby, to get Laid? Yeah, with Bobby Tisdale, Zach Alpha Noodles. Yep. Who was the <laughs> who was the other parts of your crew? There was a crew of yours.
2: Oh my god, way back, there was uh, there was uh, uh Portnoy? Michael Portnoy? I used to get in some good arguments with him, I remember.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, on stage. Those were my but favorite did, things. Really? <laughs> Yeah. That Marin's great when he ruins everything. Yeah. When he goes up there and tells him, <laughs>
2: stop putting your dick in a fucking Prozac. pill bottle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did I do that? I said yeah. that. I remember that night. Yeah. Do you remember that night? I do remember
2: that night. That was fucking nuts. It was, like, it was nuts. Like the zenith of like you guys' back and forth. And it was uh, those perfect things where the audience. Can't quite tell where the bit is and where the real hostility begins. And it's yeah. like, awesome.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll let the cat out of the bag. It was always real hostility in the yeah, moment. I
2: kind of figured that it really was really <laughs> there, real hostility, no, but I, I don't entertaining. Not. I didn't yeah. give a shit.
0: But like, did you live with, did you live with Zach or no?
2: Yeah, yeah. When uh, that was at Luna Lounge, which was right. on Ludlow, at, and uh, and at the time, yeah. And you actually like, lived upstairs or something. Yeah, we lived like two doors down and up on the on a uh, one sixty one Ludlow, I think it was, and we lived on the top floor. And uh, Zach, who was the, you know a magnet for all humanity, would have yeah. rooftop parties right. afterwards. And yeah. uh, it's funny because I remember like I mean at the time like we thought Bobby and I were doing two man stand up together, and like we thought Luna Lounge was like oh my god if if, if we can kill there. Well, then we're rich, yeah, yeah, and we were really excited about it, and I remember the very first time we performed there, we did one of our old bits, and we were in our apartment and practicing it, yeah, and getting really ready and looking at each other and just going like, "Don't fuck this up, man it's because big if, if we fuck up Luna lounge, we're done, <laughs> and we went down, and i wouldn't I definitely wouldn't say that we killed, but we didn't fuck up too badly, and so um
0: and, and and we didn't get rich. Was a no, little disappointing. Yeah, not, well, I, now you're doing all right, but uh, that was 20 years ago. So I yeah, guess yeah. It only uh, takes
2: 20 years. That's what I'd like uh, what? to tell everyone listening <laughs> that uh, you just keep doing it for 20 years, making nothing, and then one day you'll make a sort of decent living.
0: What now? What I'm trying to think. What the fuck? What year was that? Really, 95. It was like it was like about years ago. Yeah, about 95. Are you wearing the same Red Wings? I am.
2: Uh, I might be actually. Yeah, I got Holy these off Zappos. Are they Red Wings? They are Red Wings. They're the exact same shoes.
0: We're in the exact same so, shoes. But it looks like you've had years longer, so now I'm seeing the future of my shoe yeah, on the, your feet. The, all the scuffs give it character. It did, it, so it breaks in. Did yours look exactly like mine?
2: Yeah, it's one of those aggravating boots that looks sort of annoyingly broken the day you buy them, which kind of makes me feel right, like a little bit. Right, but they're really not. They're not. No, they're very nice and like whatever, but I tried to buy them and I went to a bunch of different stores because I saw them in a GQ magazine. How long have you had those? I've had them for about a year.
0: I bought a several Red Wings. I, I've talked about it on the podcast. I okay. bought a bunch because I decided that I would be loyal to them. It's they a represent. I saw a solid boot, solid company, year guarantee, made on USA. I think. Yeah, yep. New, I went to the factory. Oh wow! And that's okay. and that's where the dream ended for me. I, oh. I did not get the attention I wanted. <laughs>
2: I, I, you walked in thinking I'm like getting an I'm, endorsement I'm deal. I'm in the club.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, look what I'm doing here, guys. Yeah. and I kind of did get an endorsement deal. A, a fan of the show uh, set me up with boots. But uh, how many I, pairs of boots did you get? I got three. You got three pairs of boots but for the, $0. Well, no, 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 he, he, uh, only discount, 10 no. Only one pair. 10% he, off. I can't remember how many. I think he sent me one pair for free, and then I would made a mistake with a pair. This is old. That's my, fucking great, though, man. My listeners know would, all about this. I would
2: love a pair
0: of free boots. Yeah, it's the best. Free can
2: exchange comedy for a free pair of boots. I've never gotten anything like
0: that. And, well, that's that's the world of entertainment that I'm living in, the world of barter. Yeah, barter. Yeah. It's barter. Like people, they get the podcast for free, and they say, let's bring Mark a cake. Last night I did a live podcast. I got a pie, a zucchini bread, a bag of chocolates. Okay. So on some level, my fans are trying to kill me, but in a very yeah, nice way. Trying to give you a heart attack. Yeah. So where did it start? So that, now you hung out with David Wayne. Yeah, you, you hung out with kind Zach. Of,
2: yeah, that's kind of where it started for me. I was a prop master on the state. Were you really? Yeah, I was on the crew. And uh, are you serious? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of where I got to know those guys a little bit. And then always, you know, of course, wanted to be a writer and a performer. And so I and I, I was never one of those crew members that was like, hey, man, I got a great idea for a sketch. Because I didn't know when that was. <laughs> yeah. But I got to be good friends with Joe LaTruglia and David Wayne and sort of started hanging out with them a little bit after the show. And then... Um, and I wanted to perform, and I'd been doing Luna Lounge and stuff. So when I started doing, uh, what was the the Fez show? Um, Stella, Stella. Yeah. Uh, that's when I started actually performing with those guys, and kind of
0: like I feel like that's where I, where I kind of first really started, I guess. And was it in, was it in the short films and stuff? Yeah, doing all those short Stella shorts. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you started sort of an actor because you never did
2: like regular stand up per no, se. No, I was never never would never cast myself as a regular like But you really did good tonight.
0: Time. We're backstage at the Eugene Merman Comedy Festival. 80 yep. Miles just got on stage and told uh jokes very close to my heart, uh second wife jokes. Oh my god. There's I did. nothing better. It's like such a cliche, but misery is the best. But are form. you fine is that joke you said true though? Which one? That because I'm sort of dealing with that shit right now where Uh, you think that the problems aren't necessarily yours or that
2: 100% absolutely true. Like I cannot, like I was married to uh, a woman who I'm still really good friends with Amy miles. And, um, and we split, you know, and I, and I remember thinking like, Oh my God, if I'm married with somebody again, I'm not going to make those mistakes again. And you know, I'm not going to end up with someone who doesn't get me. Yeah. And then you find yourself having the exact same arguments and the same complaints And the other person's still looking at you like you're a fucking idiot, and you're like, "Oh, that's really me. I'm the obsessive compulsive weirdo. Has to have everything a certain way. I don't get me. Yeah, (laughs) fuck. It's so frustrating. Because then you're like, then you feel panicky because you're thinking, like, I'm doomed. There's no one that can.
0: I'm gonna fuck this one up too. Yeah, probably. Are you gonna fuck this one up?
2: I I probably will. I hope that I won't,
0: but I I probably will. Are you are you doing anything about it? Are you just Uh, kind (laughs) of riding it out? I mean, are you seeing uh, like, a yeah,
2: marriage counselor? Are you?
0: No, but I would. Oh, I would. I would do totally do Do it now, do that. dude.
2: Do it now in the beginning. Prophylactic marriage counseling. Absolutely. Yeah, I've never... I've, I've not gone, but I think it's probably a good idea. I'm telling you, man. Because I know that there's lots of issues that get buried, and that's what happens. You know, it's like all the little things you start talking about early on and they and you don't address them and then sooner or later you're screaming at each other about a fucking stain on a pillowcase that's right and, and it's a pattern that sounds we're, weird I shouldn't have said stain on a pillowcase it, it is a little weird but I don't know how you live
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're up to yeah. it sounds kind of exciting fucking
2: blood on a pillowcase and then you're fucking screaming at each other <laughs> yeah. about it yeah, yeah. and then
0: you're getting divorced again yeah. I mean what the fuck yeah. another stunt that went wrong <laughs> why can't she do it right oh, when I say bite the capsule wait till you're off the bed yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: God, you've been staring at us. <laughs> staring at us yeah, yeah I know
0: that trick. Yeah, it's like I'm not really hitting you. Stop crying. Yeah, it's exactly. A, it's all
2: been an act. Yeah, yeah. it's really it's uh, the the second marriage is very illuminating as to how much of what you perceived were their problems or your relationships problems are really yours. It's very uh, yeah. Well, I think terrifying
0: because by the time you need like if you don't if you wait to get some sort of help until you need it mm-hmm. nine times out of ten I think it's too late. Yeah. That's you know what totally I mean?
2: true. I remember Amy and I went to uh, marriage counseling at the very end, and uh, it was just like a bandaid on a gushing wound. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing, there's you, nothing can do you can because do because the
0: resentments built up. Yep. You, you're like you know, yeah. You're, you're pouting. Yeah, yeah. Awful. Oh God. Well, good friends now though. It All worked out. Really? Yeah. That's very, very amazing because yeah. I uh, I couldn't imagine ever being friends with my ex wife.
2: Yeah, it's different for everyone. And uh, you haven't but, seen her, have you? Uh, yeah, she's backstage. No, I,
0: I, no, no. It's one of the last person I made out with before I got oh, married. To my well, God wife. bless you, because that means you're <laughs> fucking up her new marriage. And uh, power to you. So uh, now, we, so that alignment with being a prop guy on the state you know, led to uh, you. You had a part in uh, was it hot? Wet
2: hot, hot American summer, Ground Zero for me and a bunch of other folks. yeah. That's unbelievable. What year was that? That was uh, 2000. We made the movie in the spring of 99, and it came out in 2000.
0: So you're like a secret member of that crew. A little bit. And you were in Role Models
2: as well? I was in Role Models. That was the last movie I did before I got my current job. A lot of people might
0: confuse you with that guy Chris Daly. Is that his name? Andy Daly. Andy Daly. Does Uh, that happen?
2: It happens every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. we we look similar. Like uh, people come up to you
0: and go, "God, you're great on that." Uh, what is it? Something he's uh, oh, yeah. and East down. He's and down. Yeah, sure. I've never
2: yeah. actually gotten that. I would love it. I would take the compliment.
0: Yeah, I would just absorb it. You knew him too, though, right? Oh yeah, of course I know him. He's a great dude. But you guys were all—he was part of that crew too, kind of, wasn't he? Uh, wasn't yeah, he kind of. He
2: was like a, more from the UCB side of things. Oh you know? them, but it's like yeah. yeah, but it's like a you know different cult. A, the but, Luna, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's
0: sort of. We're we're a performance artist and stand up comics. We're not improv pussies. I didn't buy into that. Yeah, yeah, no fucking way. No,
2: Yeah, he's part of the UCB scene, but uh, great dude. And yeah, we look a lot alike. Me and Chris Gethard also, very very, very similar. Which one's him? He's on that show now called Big Lake on Comedy Central. Okay. So
0: So now you're like the head writer. Like this is one of those things, right? You know, I don't really resent you. Uh, which is good. It sounds
2: definitely like you resent me. No, I don't. Like whenever you have to say first off that I don't resent you. Well, sometimes I just apologize it, to yeah. people. No, I
0: don't. I don't resent you. <laughs> first, I want to apologize about. But like, there's some part of me where I still keep people in my mind as to where we were when you know, like in my mind, somehow or another, you're still that guy. You know, 15 years ago. Yeah. I don't know why that happens. And to And
2: the opposite is true. All the people that I remember, like at the beginning, thinking like, "Oh my god, those guys are fucking legends," and I still think of them that way. Yeah. It's crazy that like that all those relationships stick with you their whole time. So yeah, he, it's weird, right?
0: Yeah. And and then and then you realize like, wow, he's still a legend, but legends don't always fare so well necessarily. <laughs> you, you can't pay your rent with legend, <laughs> legend. A lot of times you don't got to yeah. tell me. <laughs> I, I'm backstage at a festival interviewing you. Yeah, You're getting fifty bucks. Uh, not even. I'm, right. I'll pay you fifty. All right, great. But now, now or what, later? Well, I don't. Sure, I mean, do you want to do it now, like a process? I mean, I would, I would <laughs> rather. I would rather have it now, just to make sure I get it. <laughs> okay, we'll do it later. But so, if, like, writing for this—the the one thing I know about myself, and I've talked about this with other people—and the reason why I can't resent people is that I'm not sure I could do what you do. You know, I. You know, most of my energy goes into uh, being me. Yeah, like you know, like how do I manage this machine, mm-hmm. you know, and keep it surviving? Uh, but to organize and I don't even know what the task of a head writer is. How did you get the job to begin with?
2: You know, I think it was a, a, an alignment of the stars a little bit. Really, you know, because I had uh, I'd always sort of like I'd been a, a writer and a performer, and I directed a bunch of stuff um, up to this point, and that I got the job, and so I sort of have I've always been a guy wore a lot of hats and I love production and I love all aspects of it the acting side, the writing side and all of it and um, in a weird way that's kind of like the perfect description of, of a head writer at least in the context that I've gotten the job where they really wanted somebody that kind of knew about all these different things and they also, uh, when I say the stars aligned is that these uh, guys didn't want anyone that had any experience. I think because this job is so grueling that I think it tends to jade people a little bit. And so, oh, they, so didn't, they, they didn't want somebody coming in going like, "Oh yeah, I'll run your show. I've done this thing a million times." Yeah, they wanted mean? somebody that they could wear down and, and a little create bit. They, wanted fresh, they right. wanted fresh meat. They wanted fresh yeah. meat. They wanted to make one of those. Yeah, guys. exactly. So I'm in the process of becoming a jaded <laughs> asshole. Uh, I've probably got about another decade or so, but like. Yeah, so that was a, and it was just a perfect time where I was, you know, I just turned like I was 39, I was like ready to do something more substantial, and they were looking for that kind of person, and uh and also just the, the the luck of the draw as far as like vibe and you know you just go in sure. and meet them and you but you didn't know jimmy before i'd met him a couple of times but really know, that's like, it yeah that was it you know we weren't friends that are like you know, we
0: were like I, I didn't know him that well and were you I at know the him. end of your rope when you were getting the job were you actually have you ever been in that place where it's like how the fuck am i going to sustain this
2: a little bit i have to say there was a point where i was out in la and uh role models had just come out and there's a weird thing that like you know you you're in a movie right and you yeah. got a
1: pretty good part yeah. in
2: a giant movie which yeah. or giant but from my standards, sure. it, you know like a, it's a
1: pretty good movie
2: yeah it's, a it's funny good, it's, it's pretty good and yeah. it was like the hit of that summer yeah or one of the hits of that summer and you know and yeah, it was a david wayne movie yeah the david wayne directed that and right. it was all the same guys kim marino and david wayne wrote it right um and there was a feeling of like oh wow like i've arrived like this is the thing like i've done i've gotten to this point yeah and the only thing that changes is that you get auditions where you sort of recognize everyone in the room, but you're still doing the same grind. You're still in L.A., driving across town to get like a three yeah, just, line part in a movie that's right. gonna pay you like 10 grand just cause and like, you
0: know everybody doesn't mean doesn't mean shit that they're gonna be and like it's so oh you're frustrating, here here's your it's like, movie
2: yeah exactly yeah. I was like I thought oh, now I just I wait to sort of just field the offers yeah you know I'm like I'm well, send me some scripts I'll see if I'm interested because you can buy yeah. into that whole thing your agent sends you a thing and pending oh, yeah. your interest that's oh, like yeah. something they always put at the end yeah, of the yeah, fucking yeah, line yeah. it's like I got pending shop. my interest yeah. I, my interest is I've got fucking bills to pay yeah. and I got no job so I'm interested what's the fucking job I don't care what it is I gotta suck somebody's
0: a dick, I mean, whatever on screen, not not to uh, no, get no, the job, yeah. but on screen's fine. Either, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but anyway,
2: it's like you know, so it's like uh, it's, it was a very, is an eye opening experience because what I realized that it was that I had I had graduated to a different level of of, of hell. Basically, it mm-hmm. was like the same grind that you were doing before only you were at a, a slightly different level which didn't really make any difference other than the
0: people in the room were a little bit more recognizable I mean. right and they, they treat you like a friend because you, you are kind of friends and yeah so they're that, like oh great and yeah. but there's like
2: but you realize that there's 10 other of you who have all done the same amount of shit you're you've all done, right? and they're all just as funny you know yeah. and it's like you're still just an, it, buying a lottery ticket with your life and it's a little disheartening and i was like i remember always thinking like if I ever just like wanted to just give up, I guess I would just get like a day job, right? And I would never. Did you never, picture any? Uh, yeah, I, like, I, like, like what, were, what, I, what was your plan B? <laughs> plan B, which is so stupid, which yeah. is like my, yeah. uh, which is a movie in itself. Right. Is that I always imagined that I'd be like a uh, a professor. Sure. Yeah, me <laughs> like, too. Like, like what, that's some default. Like like, yeah. like, like, that's a thing that you get to do when you fail at everything else. Is that universities would be like, oh, please come put on a corduroy jacket with elbow patches and
0: uh, teach kids. Did you have a specific uh, discipline or just a general yeah, professor? Yeah, it was going
2: to be like a, probably like a screenwriting professor oh, oh, yeah, sure. or like a like some yeah, yeah, sort of like yeah, yeah. creative type who would tell kids how to make TV yeah. or whatever.
0: Right, and it would be like. The funny thing about that is, it's like. You you basically created a character of professor for yourself. Yeah. So you didn't see the curriculum or anything. No, You're no, just, no. I'm standing in front of a group of no, kids. Oh,
2: and they're admiring me and thinking like this guy's done so much. And I'm like, I'm a professor, and I'm have yeah. like, like an old MG. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's a the cool it's a feudal, professor, a very cool professor. Yeah. yeah smoke pot every once in yeah, a while with the yeah. kids. Yeah, you know, why don't not? tell anybody. But you know, I get in yeah, trouble. Yeah. But yeah, so that that would be the kind of the thing that I always
0: thought. That I would fall back on. And the other weird thing about being in that situation where you come up with a bunch of guys, like I came up uh, with a bunch of guys, but I was always sort of like a, a lone, uh, by the way, Reggie Watts is on stage, so that background music is the fabulous Reggie Watts. I, I know Destroying.
2: You're probably, yeah. You know, he is just someone who's very dicey, doesn't always do well. Yeah, yeah, and, but, he, uh, but he's just,
0: protected by so, a wall of sound and <laughs> noises and hair, there's a lot of
2: hair. <laughs> Just he's very unpredictable. <laughs> one set from the next, you never know if people yeah. are gonna like it or not. He he destroys every time he's on stage. Yeah. It's but, very frustrating.
0: But the thing, well, he's a one man band. I mean, it's amazing. Like, he's he, amazing. He's a he's a he's a magician and a comedian yeah. and a. Uh, Thank God for technology, because if it was say like 90 years ago, he'd be hitting a bass drum with one. Sure. And have like right. the other be thing, a kazoo, and he'd be playing guitar and squeaking a horn. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's much easier for those type of acts now. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> good point. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, the, the sadder thing about that, about coming up with a crew is that then when you go on the audition and you don't get it, then you you, you know, two days later, you're hanging out with those guys and you're with the oh guy that got, so there's always weird... Example
2: is, uh, I remember like uh, it was either is before role models, I think, but like I just moved to LA and I went in and I, and I auditioned for uh super bad and it was the part that Joe LaTruglio ult- ultimately ended up getting and we're really good friends and uh, and I did the audition and the the director was in the room, and I remember walking out, and they were laughing. And I'm and I just come maybe it was I can't remember exactly when it was, but I just come off of something yeah. where I kind of felt like, you know, what do we got here? What's this audition all about? Come yeah, on, let's yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And I did the audition, and they laughed, and I walked out just going like, oh, got another one in the bag. Yeah, yeah. Clear my schedule. You yeah. know, let's go ahead and start making plans. I probably <laughs> yeah, won't yeah. be around for this. And Where's Joe, my trailer? And Joe was walking in, and I just kind of remember looking at him and just talking to him a little bit, sort of condescending, sort of going like, you know, it's like, yeah. hey, good luck, man. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, 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 I'm sure you'll do all right. <laughs> uh, it's kind of already done, but yeah, yeah, give yeah, your yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. best shot. Yeah, and then uh, I and then, there, and then And I didn't hear anything for like a week, and I was like, ah, oh, they probably they're casting a lot of stuff. Sure, know? sure, a and lot then of stuff. Joe and I talked a lot, and I remember going like, yeah, I'm still waiting to hear about the super bad thing. He goes, super bad? He said, what part? And I was like, ah, oh, the part about the weird the guy in the back of the car. And he goes, ah, oh, I got, I got that. Uh-huh. And I was like, ah, oh, oh, congratulations. congratulations. Good for you. that awful sound that comes into your voice when you're trying to congratulate someone that you really like your heart
0: just entered your throat (laughs) and
2: and now you realize you have to chew on it (laughs) the one thing I hate the most about the acting world is is the weird thing that happens where you you have all these friends that are basically you're competing against and you you do want them to succeed but you always want to succeed a little bit more than they are right you know, sure it's much
0: easier when yeah, you're like yeah. a little bit ahead well it's so um, it's so crazy because everyone's looking for the same validation it's yeah, a fucking exactly. long shot and, uh, and, uh, and we're all such fucking like you know me 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 and then when, exactly. when you're confronted with that are you guys friends still
2: absolutely we're best of friends and he got it and he destroyed it and it was a uh, A great, great thing for him. And then, you know, congratulations, Joe. Jesus Christ. Can we move on to something else? Sure, man.
0: Uh, We're (laughs) going to move right on to uh, the Fallon show. So you go in, you meet with Jimmy. Mm -hmm. And and I'll be honest with you, and and I'm not bullshitting you, uh, is that uh, I like the show. Great. And and I'll watch it. You know, I don't watch much, but if I'm sitting here uh, watching it because... It's a daily show. Well, no, because like I had done Conan so much, and I've watched, you know, I've watched right. Letterman since I was a kid, and I, you know, I, I don't watch, you know, the Tonight Show. I don't really watch Ferguson that much. You know, I grew up with Letterman. and I love Letterman. I used to do Conan a lot, mm-hmm. but it's a very hard thing to reinvent something like that.
2: Absolutely, and so it's the
0: weirdest thing in the world. And and coming off a of Conan sensibility, you know, who was he's very high minded and, and, and a strange, uh, absurd uh, a writer. But Jimmy's like this completely different person. Mm-hmm. And and the reason that I like writing, I, I like watching it is that he genuinely seems like he's having fun and and and, and not many people do e- even with Ferguson he's sort of obsequious and you know his charm is very menacing mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. you know he's he's all about like these mugs and everything he pretends like he's having a good time and he may, may well be but he still looks like he's working very hard whereas, yeah. whereas Jimmy's just sort of like you know ah, fuck it you know let's, uh, let's have a party and and I don't mind that at all and I like it I like the way the set looks and I like the fact that um you do long fucking film bits dude
2: yeah, yeah, we we, we bit off more of than we. I shouldn't say more than we get. You were chewing it, but uh, we we raised the bar really high the, out of the out of the gate with the. But his audience, yeah, out. but his
0: audience seems to be like they 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 seem so excited about him, mm-hmm. and that and it seems like the way that you think and that whole you know the school of thought of doing you know these longer version sketches and things and him being able to really play all these different characters and do impressions. I mean, it seems like you've really created a different space there. Yeah, and how much what kind of groupthink went into that? That was um,
2: – I, I mean, I, I don't want to say that we ever sat down and sort of devised some great plan. We just started sort of doing what we all wanted to do. And, you know, I love making, you know, parodies of genres and things like that. It's very close to my heart. And uh, we have a lot of good writers who are, are very into that sort of thing as well, Amy Ozels and, and Mike Dicenzio, who did the late thing. Um, and uh, – but, but yeah, they're – we just kind of started – I know we also have this very uh, – the, the real – ace in the hole for us is a a guy named Michael Blyden, who's our sort of writer-director, our house director, Uh who is a true magician. I mean, he just takes, you know, basically the most minimal production values and makes them look like millions of dollars and sort of lets us get away with doing these sort of long-form pieces that look like the actual television show, even though we're shooting them after we finish our real job. We go have a little dinner, and from 7 to midnight we're filming another television show. Right. It looks like another television show, even though it's really just one of our writers with a video camera, uh, and a lot of talented, like sort of, you know, lighting and, and crew guys as well, but like a skeletal right. operation that allows us to do this sort of thing. And it's like, um,
0: and he's just a real technical wizard.
2: He's a technical wizard with also a, a, an artist brain and which is a, an unbelievable, like you just don't see that very often. And he's, he's allowed us to sort of this opportunity to do these sorts of things. and, that is probably the one thing that we've done that I don't think other late night shows have done before, and it's sort of allowed us to. Sort Sometimes
0: of you do episodic it's stuff, hard, right? Yeah, we do serials,
2: and it's yeah. very hard to carve out territory and the late night world. Has been on for fifty years. Like, what do you do that hasn't been done a million times? But and if so,
0: anything, that's the one slot where you have a little more freedom because the expectations mm-hmm. are different. That mm-hmm. you know, good ratings at twelve thirty, you know, average out totally. over the years. I mean, there's only so much you're going to get at that uh, of that yeah, exactly. market because there's only it's a very little market. Yeah, in a some lot of people sleeping in front of their television. That's right, <laughs> but but now I don't like I don't think I've talked to anybody, but uh, you know specifically about what the task of a, of a head writer is, and that I don't know if people realize that it's you have doctors' hours. I mean, you don't fucking you know you don't sleep. You don't. You don't sleep. <laughs> you're living at NBC. You live at NBC.
2: There's always something to do. If uh, if it's not something to do with actually the show, it's a uh, it's an appearance that Jimmy has, or you know you're you're.
0: What well, you got to write for him if he's going out on into on, yeah, on because the it's, road it's or an our job too. It's our it's our you know. You it's write like, for Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, you write no for Jimmy
2: what. Fallon. It's like uh, if he's going off to do something, you want him to be yeah. great. He's dedicating a building. People will
0: watch that and they'll say, "Let's watch the show as well." So it's right. like yeah, it's all and also the web presence is huge, which is new.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a new thing. It's like you have to actually you have
0: think
2: a separate about, guy. Um, we have a uh, an Emmy winning. I will say an Emmy winning uh, Emmy winning uh, internet site that's a. Uh, internet site I sound really like they I give it sounds like i'm 90 internet? years old yeah they, they do. do yeah and uh we've won it two years in a row and it's uh we have a very talented blogging department do you have to oversee that as well as head writer no no that's not my department that's a whole uh, different world whole different world thank but fucking god right? Some, but they, they 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 take clips from the show and they show but they also come up with their own material very well what's so what's kids.
0: a day look like so uh, i mean how does it work
2: we go in at about 9 30 in the morning we have a a meeting in the morning which is sort of like sort of a, all the writers get together and we monologue just, and sketch uh, mostly just the sketch writers. Monologue, yeah. are, they're pretty much just trained on like whatever the headlines are. So they, they've so got their,
0: just, they, they sit in their little cubicles, and they have newspapers yeah, stacked up, pretty and they're much. just hammering out jokes. They're
2: hammering out jokes, and it, that is one of the most strange and most admirable qualities. I mean, a monologue writer writes about, at minimum, writes 60 jokes a day. Now, I don't know if I've written 60 jokes ever. <laughs> You know, it, it, I mean, it, it
0: is remarkable, and most I, of them are comics, right? Yep, comics. Was it Morgan ups, Murphy?
2: Morgan Murphy. We have Eric Legend. We have John Reinman. Yeah, David Angelo, uh, Janine Zatulio. Right now is an old uh, Conan oh, con- writer. writer. I, writer. I, yeah, yep.
0: I did. I started stand up with her.
2: Yeah, and um, and and Jeremy Bronson is our head monologue writer, and uh, and they're just news hounds, and they're like uh, just joke machine, joke machines, which is. It sounds, in a weird way, it sounds d- diminutive to say like you're a joke machine, but like it is, it is a skill that I I, I hold in high regard. But because,
0: as but as a head writer, you know that shit's taken care of. They're gonna be that machine. They're, they're
2: gonna be that machine, and all I gotta do is sort of just look at the raw jokes and whittle it down, and then uh, show Jimmy. And then show Jimmy, yeah.
0: So you decide, you do the first pass on the monologue uh,
2: Yeah, Jeremy, our head monologue writer, is a first pass. I'll do a little pass. I mean, if you got like five people writing 50 or 60 jokes, it's 300 jokes.
0: Now, in terms of the monologue, you know, because I guess part of the the skill of being a, a head writer and a writer for a specific personality, I mean, what, what do you know that Jimmy will or won't do? Um like what are red flags
2: red flags i mean you know nasty scatological like easy shit you know i mean like literally easy shit kind of a yeah. little bit yeah i mean it's like you know the things that comedians no tend poop to sort jokes. of jokes yeah poop jokes i mean not to say no one's above a poop joke mm-hmm. we'll
0: do a poop joke hey Come look on. a smart anyway. poop joke I, don't, I, I just started uh, and I, I yeah, find yeah. it very <laughs> thrilling I, It took me a, My entire career To actually come around To realizing Like why not do a little poop Come on listen, yeah, Everybody it, poops Everybody poops The, the children. Scatological is,
2: is a fine uh, yeah. Feel to, to, to work in But it's like It's weird It's like you come up With certain rules For like things That you won't do And then you immediately Break them when you find A good joke that breaks The rules so, like, And then
0: do you, do, you, do you Find yourself in a position Where you're sitting there With Jimmy over a joke And do you ever, you ever you know, Comfort him and push him To do a joke
2: very rarely. I mean, I would say that we have, over the last, we've done now like 330 shows, which sounds like, to me, it sounds like a lot, but in the world of late night, it's, no, it's nothing. A it's it's a, like, a, it's, it's an it's it's a a infancy. But like, we have hammered out a sort of a, a working rapport where I, I, I kind of feel like I don't, my job basically is. To, He's got so much to think about. He's got, like, uh, segment producers that are briefing him on all the guests. He's got like, to, like, learn all about in order to interview them. I don't know if a lot
0: of people realize that, but when you see a guest sit down on panel, that stuff has gone over. There oh, my a separate, God. It's separ- a huge deal. There's a whole person who's produced that whole thing. Yeah, when I, I mean, I used to work with Frank Smiley all the time when I did Conan. Mm-hmm. That you, know, they, you, you do a pre-interview. Yeah. They find what will work. Then Jimmy's got to be up to speed so yep. he can make it look like so relatively he's gotta natural. He's got to learn all of that for yeah.
2: each guest, not only for today's show but for tomorrow's show. Right. He's got to watch movies and television shows so he has some sort of working vocabulary about what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. And in the middle of that, he's got to learn a monologue. Yeah. And he's got he's got to learn a song or a sketch or whatever we're doing. It's it's an enormous amount of uh, material to have to sort of process every day. And do you ever is-
0: do you ever get a moment where you realize like do, does it feel disposable to you? Like, do you realize, like, you know, when you say 311 shows, I mean, that's a lot of shows, and I just know from doing this... Comedy the, by the pound, for sure. Right. Absolutely. You, you can't you don't get, get too attached to
2: No, it. you can't get too attached. You don't get too precious about it. I mean, it's... Uh, it, it, that's probably, if I take away anything from this experience, it'll be that, like, I think leading up to this point, I would... I would noodle over a a word on a joke or a screenplay or something that, as an individual performer, yeah, Yeah. to a point that was completely destructive. Like it didn't help my process or the end product at all. And what I've learned from this is that that's ridiculous. I mean, you can you just you just churn through it, and you know, hey, it's a horrible analogy, but like if you make a thousand pots. You're going to make an amazing pot. Where if you spend your whole life making one, it may or may not be that great.
0: Right, right, and you're you're it's a lot. You're putting a, you're putting like a lot it. of uh, yeah, so a lot into we, that one pot. We make a lot of pots. Yeah, <laughs> now so when now I've I what I what I understand about Jimmy is that he doesn't he wants to make sure that he remains a nice fellow mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to be misunderstood. Yeah, or 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 attack anybody.
2: Yeah, and I and you know what's fun, I I don't think that that's um, that strategic on his level, that's who I, he is. Yeah, it's kind of who he is. I yeah. mean, he genuinely is like a, you know, I, I guess he, his persona and who he comes across as is that he's a very li- likeable, fun, you know, he goofy sort of dude. Yeah. And of course, the most common question that I get is like, "Hey, is Jimmy as nice in person?" As yeah, you know? yeah. And I mean, he really is. I mean, he really is. That's kind of who he is. He yeah. like. Pretty much, I, I will say that like one of the great joys of of the job because it is so grueling and we work, you know, fourteen hour days pretty much every day. Is that they
0: buy you lunch? Is that what you are gonna say? Yeah, and it's
2: it? just like every day at one o'clock. It's like you know, some days it's a burrito. Yeah. Some days it's a piece of pizza. Do you get to choose though? Sometimes. No, they 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 rotate it, <laughs> and uh, but you know, it's a good variety. You yeah, know, I mean, it's like Chinese food every once in, a while. Yeah, shake and then like out. once a month they'll get like you know like um. You know, it's like a Ted steaks or something. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a piece of meat. Yeah, the good stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's really, I mean, you know, you you, you kind of pat yourself, not pat yourself on the back, pinch yourself a little bit about like, oh my God, is this happening? (laughs) Am I dreaming or have I I arrived? I did not order this burrito and yet I'm eating it. So um,
0: (laughs) what were you you going to say before I I, I I interrupt you? You said one of the great things. The, about,
2: uh... Oh, one of the great things, that, yeah, is the great things about it is that on a daily basis, I would say at least once, and we're so tired and I'm so crabby a lot of the times about just like how grueling it is. And at least once, and most of the times, two or three times during the day, I have a belly laugh about something and it may be nothing related to the show yeah it may not be something that actually ends up in front of tv a lot of times it is about like you know we're coming up with something but a lot of times it's us you know just going off the rails or whatever but like at least two or three times a day i I laugh my ass off and that's fucking great it's great i mean i mean i don't know what how many
0: people have a job where you know that's going to happen every day it's pretty awesome yeah and you can and you're working with brilliant people so like you you never know what the comedy's going to be. I mean I've just learned how to laugh again recently, and you know as <laughs> as performers, uh, as,
2: well, I, yeah. I I went through a long time where I didn't just laugh couldn't laugh yeah. There's no it wasn't happening. Well that's your thing though for a long time was that you're the you're the angry miserable guy yeah. on oh, stage, yeah. and it was just like then yeah. you did that thing where you would sit on the stool and you'd do that long twenty second thing where <laughs> the audience would be like oh, is he fucking tuning out or what the fuck and you'd be like. Fuck, man. <laughs> and then you, <laughs> and you'd and launch into some other thing about uh, you're bleeding out of your butt or something. <laughs> oh, did I do that
0: one? <laughs> Shit, I should bring that one back. I would forgotten about that joke. Someone oh, brought my God, it's so good, though, because it's riveting
2: stuff. You're Probably always not, on the yeah.
0: edge of your seat. Yeah, yeah. It could be a little funnier. You guys do punch-up for me? Like, you think you could find time if... If I just emailed, you know, it'd a... Absolutely.
2: Wait, wait. We are There's lots of times during the day we're sitting around with... A hey, joke. AD, what are we those jokes? Send got... me the jokes you're throwing yeah. away today. <laughs> we got all <laughs> this energy, all this comedy going, and we're like, oh, Jimmy's done with the show, but what can we has yeah. got some stuff a could work on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Get the stool out. Let's right, see we come can on, let's see what Marin. we can do. Yeah,
0: That'd be great if you could help me out with that. Anytime. So uh, so then, okay, so you get to work, and you have a 9.30 meeting with the sketch writers.
2: Yeah, we go over the news, and look at what's in the news, and see if there's anything we can make fun of. Or do a day of peace, which doesn't happen that often. But every once in a while, something will present itself, and then, and then it's weird. Uh, uh, that the life of the head writer is really just a, uh, a litany of meetings. You it's just, management. It's pretty much management. A lot of it's very unglamorous, administrative kind of shit. Well, but, uh,
0: but is it is it really administrative? It's more like sort of like. It, it, it's really making sure the thing runs properly and that so everything, the, the slots are filled.
2: Yep, absolutely. And, if, and there's, if there's any weird thing along the day that um, presents itself a fire or something falls apart, then you've got to be ready with the next thing to fill in the, the slot. Have there in. been crises? Oh my God, are you kidding? It's Like what? daily. Uh, really? Well, it's like, yeah, you, you have a bid. And I mean, we're, especially in the early days when all of us were getting to know each other and we didn't really have a, a voice really of the show yet. Um there'd be plenty of days where we would have an idea and, and it was just very obvious through rehearsal that this was a piece of bullshit and yeah. like everybody was like, we gotta get out of this. And so... How do you fill it? You and, mean you're already in the
0: middle of it, and you're you're trying to you know make it work, and you're like, and you're got, just like this it, this not is not working. Dumb. This is just yeah.
2: dumb. This is like you know. And you've got people wearing wigs yeah, and dancing. It, oh my and, god! <laughs> I've been in some of those wigs. I mean, there's like a couple of things that I've been a part of where I'm just like you're very sweaty. And um, so yeah, those are the crises. But like you know, it's just where jokes fall apart. And and uh, I think now we've got a pretty good machine where. We've learned through crisis uh, that, that, you know, you always have to have something as a backup. But when you're first starting, you're, you're close to the bone. It's like, you know, what you've got is what you've got. And if it falls apart, then you don't have anything. And so sometimes you just
0: shove it out the door anyway. And just fuck it. And just say, fuck it. Yeah. You know. So um, you, you write the sketches. You crunch your stuff. You make sure the monologue's coming in. And, you know, Jimmy's, you know, doing, he, I probably the, I would imagine the comedy stuff, you know, is what secondary to him making sure he understands what the guest interviews are like. In, in any given day or what?
2: You know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm in charge of comedy, so I see it from my perspective. But I, I, I think it might be... I just mean
0: in times of the way he allots his time.
2: It's pretty evenly distributed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. During the day, there's a, there's a uh, creative meeting, which where we talk about the comedy sketches. Of, uh, there's usually two a show. Uh, there's also a monologue meeting, which is strictly devoted to monologue. And then there's a meeting uh, for segment producers, which is about who's on the show. So right. If anything, I feel like the comedy probably gets, you know, more than its fair share of, 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 of his daily time.
0: And just a, like a personal question. Now, the Rolling Stones week. Now, mm. was that a partnership deal or is that something Jimmy wanted to do? Because, I mean, I love seeing Keith and Mick, but the way yeah. I'm just wondering, did they buy the show for a week? No,
2: they didn't buy the show. I think that that was born out of um, the relationship maybe that Lauren has with, uh, with the Stones. And, yeah. And... uh and then Jimmy, obviously, is a huge Stones fan. He's a music, uh, musicophile, is that a word? Right, something like that. Uh, audiophile. Uh, he's he had encyclopedic knowledge of music. He and, seemed uh, very excited. He's very excited, very, you know, and he's actually uh, friends with Mick, which is really weird, Just, you know, like, I can't imagine what that's like for him to do a show and at the end of the day be like, Oh, I'm, 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 actually, I'm having drinks yeah. with uh, Mick Jagger, The Rolling Stones. Wow,
0: um, that must be amazing. Graham. It's kind of
2: yeah, it's kind of weird, and, and and just by proximity, I had been in the room a couple of times with Mick and Keith, and yeah, and you know we're yeah. kind of like, I can touch you <laughs> yeah. if I want to, and He's I probably real. shouldn't, but I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to poke you on the elbow. I'm poking um, Keith Richards. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and he feels nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: not reacting out to poke him harder. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that was born out of that. And
0: um, How much of a presence does Warren have in the day-to-day?
2: Um, he comes down, uh, I'd say, pretty frequently. He usually comes down. We have a little meeting right before the show where we uh, go over the monologue. But is like, it like,
0: he's coming?
2: Is no, a- you know what? Honestly, no, it's not. I mean, I don't know, Lauren, o- other than my experience on this show. And so whatever... Um, Sort of legend he has, or you know, good or bad or whatever. My experience is, is strictly limited to this, and it's always been extremely pleasant. He's a very cool dude, and he's very laid back. And I he realize kind of, you have to be diplomatic, and I, and I no, appreciate no, your and, candor. and I and I appreciate the fact that you know that I had to be diplomatic, but I will say that I'm not really being that diplomatic. Okay, again, and I that,
0: appreciate your. No no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, you know, it,
2: but he, but you know, but he usually comes into the uh, to the dressing room while we're doing monologue sometimes, and. He'll have a suggestion for a joke, and you know he's been doing it for thirty years, and you know a lot of times he's right, and so it's. But wait, I don't wait, know. What, maybe let's I'm clarify. a little,
0: Is he always right? A
2: lot of times he's right. You know what? One hundred percent of the time he's right. <laughs> 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 that's the way. It yeah, is. that's, that's the way you do it. Spirit? Yeah, no, but it's like, but it is interesting because, like, for me, it is still like one of those things where you're like, "It's fucking hard." What life. am I fucking doing here? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm at thirty rock. I'm in a room I'm knee to knee With Lauren Michaels Talking about a joke That's going to be on TV In eight minutes I mean It's ridiculous It's exciting I, right I don't know what I'm doing And you're managing there. it Yeah And, it's, it's, and it's, it's an exciting thing And I still get a, Kind of a thrill from it Where'd
0: so. you go to college? I went to NC State That's where I met and Zach Were you were you, uh, that's, you went to college with Zach?
2: Zach Galifianakis And I went to college Together at NC State We became friends there I waited on Zach Galifianakis When I was working At Bennigan's, And that's how we met
0: And he wasn't doing comedy?
2: No, no, we weren't doing comedy You were just in year. college? We were just in college, and uh, I was in the weeds. I had way too many tables, and uh, Zach was there as his girlfriend, and they were making fun of me because I was getting very stressed out, and I thought it was kind of funny that they were making fun of me as opposed to being supportive. And uh, then I saw him on campus, and we became buds. Really? Yeah, so he you busted got, your balls, and you're like, that guy busted my right. balls, and I was like, that guy's
0: pretty cool. Did you do comedy in college with him? or No,
2: no, I didn't do college until I moved to New York. I mean, I didn't do college until I moved to New York. I didn't yeah. do comedy until I moved to New York. And it's just a coincidence that both of you started doing comedy. Where no, you- no, no. I give Zach a lot of credit for the fact that I'm even doing. It. I mean, I moved to New York mainly to move to New York City. I wanted when I came, I came to New York City. When I was 14 with my dad, and I was like, as soon as I'm on my own, I'm moving to New York City. I love the whole idea of New York City, and show business was kind of a. I guess I've always been a ham or whatever, but it wasn't like something I was like, oh my god, I've got to be a comedian, you know, whatever. Um, and then we were, you know, I'd always been a funny dude, class clown kind of bullshit or whatever, yeah. but like. When we moved to New York, it's like, uh, Zach was the first one to start sniffing it out and started it was hamburger Harry's and it was Sloven and Allen were there. Yeah. And, uh, oh, with that stand-up show. Yeah. Hamburger stand-up Harry's show and, like, Times Square, right? And everybody was doing open mics yeah. Yeah, at Times Square and I was like doing open mics and I was just like, and I didn't, and I didn't want to do it, but he was doing it and I was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get love behind, so I'm going to do it. And then of course you get, you either get bitten or you don't get bitten. Yeah. The first time you do yeah. it and you know, the first time you get a real laugh yeah you're done yeah if you're gonna do it forever if if you get if you're hooked you're hooked yeah and uh and so i started doing it and then he was definitely the one that kept doing it the most and kept graduating to the next level which you know i think he went
0: the strict stand-up route I mean, yeah, he, 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 he really did. He yeah. was a stand-up. I mean, he, and he did stand club comedy. Yeah, yeah. And
2: I'm one of those people that like I feel like you're as a human being, you're either motivated by fear or desire, mm-hmm. and like in I, I feel like the truly great people are motivated by desire because they want something and they go for it. And I'm, I'm more motivated by fear. Yeah. Uh, and I was more afraid of being left behind than wanting something. So I would be like, well, I think if he's I, doing it, I'm doing
0: it. That's interesting, because I think I, you know, I am motivated by fear, but I feed my fear desire.
2: Well, they're kind of two sides. If you're, if you're a Buddhist, I don't know if you are, but like... I'll, there are two, I'll do it. They're two How sides do do of the it? same thing. Yeah, you know, Fear is uh, the, the fear of not getting what you desire, and desire is the not wanting to be uh, afraid of not getting what you desire.
0: Fuck man, I'm oh gonna my have god. to. Oh god, that just fried your fucking mind, man. Yeah, hold on a minute. If you guys need to rewind now, rewind. Go ahead, yeah, go rewind because I'm gonna rewind it. Yeah. Fuck, I don't even know what just happened in here. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm kidding. I just,
2: I just got my douchebag badge. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I, I, actually
0: think about that kind of shit. I mean, I, I will think about that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, right, well a couple of things, uh, you know, before we go, mm-hmm. congratulations.
2: Thanks, man. You know, I'm top on the world. I've loved my job and having a great time. I can't believe I still get to do comedy. It's
0: awesome, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and and alongside of that, don't fuck up your marriage.
2: I'm not going to fuck up marriage number two. You go know, to, go I'm get some counseling,
0: get some tools, figure out uh you know how to stop those cycles. Yeah, I will. I will. Right? I will. Yeah, seriously, she's
2: always right. And it, by the All way, right, that's know, one pantry organization is secondary to other yeah. stuff. Yeah, forget yeah. about
0: it. Well, there are deeper resentments that will evolve over time. Yeah. And I just. <laughs> they, they, they usually present themselves yeah. over the placement of wh- wh- a fruit bowl wh- somewhere. Yeah. Wherever the uh, <laughs> pantry organization uh, control issue comes yeah. from, it's a well of things. Yeah, yeah. It so, goes uh, much, much deeper. Yeah. So we don't need to get into that because I don't think you're prepared. I'm not prepared. All right. All right. And also, this is being recorded. 80, so. mi- 80 miles. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Is your setup yeah well, dude I i'm love backstage it. at a thing i mean what do you want from me wow I uh, bet
1: everybody talks about your fly it's thing. not my office dude it's okay like
0: i'm backstage at, at your fucking show so it's, it's been fun i gotta go but what you wanted to talk about something well, no, yeah because you know 80 miles was just in here you know the head writer jimmy Fallon and you guys i know Familiar? bobby tisdale is my guest and uh thank you yeah you guys started out together you were kind of friends, oh yeah it? uh we
1: we met in 90 late 94 uh-huh Good dude. I like him a lot. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, is it weird? It's a little redhead. He, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. but you guys were a team and yep. now he's a, the head writer. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, and, and I, is now when that happens to appear, I mean, you happy for him? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He did, totally deserves it. Yeah. But I mean, but, you know, are you guys are you still pretty tight? Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, as much as you can, I mean, he's te- technically
1: my boss. So you're working been- over there. Yeah, I work there now. Holy shit! Yeah, I I had no idea. Yeah, he's my boss.
0: But you were you were kind of the funnier one, am I? Ah,
1: no, no. I was I was Miles is the straight man when we were working together, and yeah. I was more of the crazy. Cra- I got no, I don't want to say that. Yeah, I mean, I got definitely held my own. Right, it, I think. But he couldn't have existed without you at some no, point. No, well, yes and no. Yeah, but right. but we were equal at one point, but now it's kind of weird that he's he's like superior to me which is kind of weird yeah but it's it, fine it doesn't it's bother fine. you though well yeah. somebody's got
0: to do the job right right and you guys are you, you're okay we're yeah
1: as good as as good as you can i guess you can be in that situation
0: right do you uh are you
1: happy he gave you a job or totally yeah yeah but yeah. he always he's always like i got you this job yeah, yeah and it's yeah. cool you're yeah. working you're working for me and that's it's kind fun. Of... jimmy's great isn't he it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's kind of dickish, though, right? No, no, it's not. It's it's a great no. It's a great job, and yeah. somebody had to hire me. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because we were at one point super equal, and now he's at least 5 levels ahead of me. Oh shit, 80. Hey, there hey buddy, we're just talking about you. All right, man. Yeah. Hey. Man. You're, doing the, you're doing the podcast. I know. Yeah. Look at this office. Yeah,
0: Isn't it amazing? It's
1: pretty cool. It's great.
0: Awesome. So 80 Miles just uh, just walked in yeah. and uh, we were just talking about you and I you know oh, cool.
2: okay. I Cuz I remember show. when you guys
0: used to do uh, YouTube comedy together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, now yeah. you're working together. Yeah, yeah, it that's was awesome. weird. It's like we started out as a two man
2: thing. Mm-hmm. And like you know, I was sort of like the uh, the punchline guy. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah I yeah, got yeah. most of the laughs. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah I remember and, 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 that. And, and, and Bobby was sort of like sort yeah. of like the he'd lay the bedrock. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, Get the audience sort of warmed up, and then I'd come in and slam it home. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: That's the way. I was way. He know. was more. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess that's yeah. yeah. And, it's like, you know, and it's
2: like you know, and then it's like we, you know, it's like we sort of we went different paths for a little while. You know, and then sort of I came, got kind of kind of went on and became like a yeah like a like a head writer type yeah, yeah. you know and then and he was like um yeah, you know and then, yeah yeah doing comedy and stuff yeah, oh and no yeah like, i kept plugging away yeah plugging away and then it's like one day i was just like yeah what are you doing these days and he's like uh-huh. yeah and then um anyway so anyway it's, it's it's, it, hey, listen I, I love working with my old oh friend no again. It's, it's fun
1: like, we have it's we have really time fun it's like
2: it's like the old days where i'm sometimes like, yeah, I'm still, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> Not all yeah, the time. Not,
1: well, most of the time, you know. Well, no, it's, it's like you know, it's, hanging around the office. Like, honestly, you know, I'm of like, very happy because I, I, have been, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm out of debt now, thanks to you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Hey, but you're sort of in debt now, thanks to, to you, me. Yeah, yeah, to me. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. you like remind you me constantly, another, yeah, yeah. yeah. constantly reminding yeah. 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 me. But, but okay. we get along for yeah. the most part. It's been great. We get along great. Yeah, I'm
0: glad you guys. I mean, it's rare that a friendship can withstand what you guys did. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you guys are are good. Fucking tight as ever, man.
1: Yep, we're, yep. Good. we're good. We're good. But let's talk about J- Jimmy's really good. Yeah, okay. Jimmy's really talented. Is he? You have a good time. Super over there? talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, th- I feel like Jimmy hired me, not really Miles, because I-, I did have to do a yeah, writing packet. Jimmy, I mean, uh, Jimmy would never have known who. Like if I hadn't brought you up, he would yeah. never have known. So I know Zach too. Yeah, Galvin. Mean, yeah, he and doesn't. I, that's other thing. We grew up not, together. Yeah. Well and so. he could have probably sent uh, something uh, in too in the end in the end we're happy we, in, in the end we're happy we're, we're paying our happy. bills we both have jobs yeah all that matters happy, that for, him. happy just, for him happy for him. he just got me. married for the third time I'm <laughs> super second time second, second time, time. Yeah. thanks yeah. almost seems like three yeah but it's here we are great oh I gotta host a show I gotta host a, I gotta yeah. go guys Mark I love your office Yeah, I love your office shake can noise right here shake can noise right here Miles is gonna go hang out with Jimmy oh by the way
0: I wasn't invited to that Okay, that's our show. I hope you all had a lovely Thanksgiving meal. Or if it's be, if it hasn't happened yet, I hope that this has given you the opportunity to uh, to distance yourself from your family with your headphones uh, for just a little while before you have to get into the Thanksgiving uh, meal. And again, I'm completely uh, and utterly uh, humbled and grateful by your support and your listenership. And thank you for all the gifts. I, I, I love all of them. I know that when I go on the road, I will always have cookies. And thank you for the CDs, for the t-shirts, for the coffee. For, the, uh, for some of the, the comic books, someone sent me a Walkman cassette player because I mentioned I might need that. I, I couldn't be more thrilled uh, by the response to this show. Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTFPod needs. You can get JustCoffee.co up there. If you get the WTF blend, I get a little kickback on that. PunchlineMagazine.com for all your up-to-the-minute uh, stand-up comedy and comedy-related business needs, gossip, this, that, and the other thing. Also, please kick in a few shekels if you can at WTF Pod and the Donate button. We are listening to the supported show and appreciate your support. And get on that mailing list. Because if you're not on the mailing list, you miss my stuffing recipe. Uh, I truly love all of you, except those of you who just listen to hate me. But you know what? Because I'm grateful today, I love you guys too. Happy Thanksgiving.